you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Sabin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. You know, I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and teacher, energy healing specialist life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years. The older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And my speaking about shining, boy, I have some shining guests today. (laughs) Hello, Courtney. How are you? (laughs) Hello, I'm good, Barbara. How are you? Good, good. You know, um, it's a beautiful day here in California. It is. It's sunny, no rain. Mm -hmm. The sun is shining. Yeah, it's beautiful. So let me tell my listeners about you. Uh, Courtney Goff, she is an author. She is a part-time yogi and full-time hopeless romantic. (laughs) (laughs) She's just 23 years old, (laughs) but has been told by many that she is truly an old soul. And she currently published her book, Stop Painting Red Flags White. You're not crazy. And this book is very close to her heart and takes you through the twists and turns of her life in love, relationships, and battling self-confidence. And Courtney chose to bring this book to life in hopes to let others know that you are never alone in your feelings and that it is okay to be vulnerable. In fact, it's beautiful. And Courtney, she is an empath at heart and always cares deeply about those around her. And her motto is, life is short. So just do what makes you happy. (laughs) What a beautiful motto, right? Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it's like- to live by. Yes, you know, and I tell myself also, you know, it's so important to live life because- you know, once that moment uh, leaves us, we can't get it back. No, and you don't know what tomorrow brings. So you just got to be your authentic self and just go for it. I know, I know. <laughs> so you're 23 years old. God, I remember those days. They were yeah, very long yeah. time ago. I tell you, I feel like I'm 50 though. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's like anything else. You know, we, we go through a lot in our lives and and like for yourself, I mean, we, we've known each other, I think, for about five years. Yeah, a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a while. And, you know, I know, you know, it's like anything else. You've had your ups and downs. And, oh, yeah. 
you've been through it all with me. Yes, I have. <laughs> you really have. <laughs> and the, the thing is, I, I know you were writing the book many years ago. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so let me, what actually made you journal this and then create a beautiful book from it? Yeah, you know, so from the very beginning, I think I started writing when I was like 15 or 16. And I never had the intentions of making it a book. Um, I solely just did it because it helped me release the things that I was thinking or feeling. Um, and poetry just kind of like came about and I just kind of went with it. You know, there was no proper way to do it. I just let it all come out because um, I didn't think anyone was going to read it. So I felt like I could be vulnerable and be very honest with how I felt in that moment. Not that I necessarily felt that way the next day or the next hour, but in that moment when I needed to release it, I would write. Um, and then a couple of years ago, when I shared it with you, you know, I thought, I wonder if other people feel this way. You know, I wonder if people have gone through similar things that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. And just through asking people and creating deeper connections, I found that actually a lot of people do journal and a lot of people have gone through the same things that I've gone through and struggle with the same things I've struggled with. So I think I thought to myself, why not turn it into a book and just see who it reaches and see what they take away from it, you know, whether it's oh my gosh, Courtney gets me, like I'm not alone in those feelings, or wow, maybe that's how my significant other felt when I did that, you know, or maybe that's what's going through other people's mind, maybe I need to be more, you know, considerate and care for others a little bit more and remember that everybody's going through something, a lot of people just don't talk about it, and I think it's important to talk about it, so for me, like to put it out there was kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm letting this out and letting the whole world see me, you know, the, the worst sides of me, right, um, and hopes to validate somebody else's feelings, you know. Which is important because a lot of people feel the way you felt. Yeah. And they're not able to express themselves. And then reading a book such as yours, the, you know, the, with all these beautiful poems of a heartbreak and happiness, I mean, the, it's all mixed into everything there. Totally. Um, the good thing about it is that they can say, wow, this has happened to me. Yeah. And she's so brave to put this into words. Yeah, no, it, it was a lot. I was scared. I was like, oh my gosh, like I was, yeah, I think the most vulnerable part was knowing that my family was going to read it. It's like, mm -hmm. I share a lot with them, but to know like, oh my gosh, in that moment, she was really struggling. Like, mm -hmm. where was she, you know? Yeah. Do you think they, they understand you uh, better now that, they, that they've read yeah. you? No, 100%. And even people um, have come to me, friends and acquaintances, and they're like, I never would have known like you were going through something like that. Like, that was so brave of you to share. And I'm like, I just want people to know, like, you're not alone. Like, everybody's going through something. A lot of us just hide it better than others, you know? And it doesn't matter what age. You know, I mean, you, you can be, you know, 12 years old or, or, you know, in your 80s and experience, you know, a lot of different, you know, uh, emotions. Yeah. And the what beautiful thing is that here you are at this age, you, you put something out there that people can read and say, wow, I've had this happen to me too. Yeah. I'm not alone. Oh, yeah. The, that lowest low, you know. I think we've all been there in our lives. And if not, we might have that at one point in our lives. Um, 
and it can just be something good to refer back to, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, and it, it's important, especially for teenagers to see that these, these things happen. And, yeah. you know, you, besides not being alone, maybe you need to understand yourself a little, a little better. So. Yeah. And acknowledge those feelings. I think a lot of us, you know, and I've been guilty of doing it myself is shoving it down because you don't want to feel it and you don't want to have to work through those feelings because it is, it's hard work and it's not, it's not fun, but what comes out on the other side of it is beautiful and you're more clear on what you want and what you don't want um, and who you are as a person. And that ultimately attracts your person and attracts better into your life. You know, if you're not willing to go through those things, you're going to stay stagnant and stay where you are. And you don't want to do that. You know, easier said than done, but if you can work through it, you don't, you should really try to. Well, you have to, you know, just not allow the fear or the hurt stop you mm-hmm. and to yeah. say, all right, it may feel really uncomfortable, oh, yeah. but I, I'm going to move through this so that it's, it's away from me. And yeah. then move forward, you know, with, with a better, better understanding and a better life, you know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Now, I, I know you said you were like, you know, uh, you were lacking self-confidence. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what was that all about in your life? Yeah. So from a young age, I think I was diagnosed when I was 11 or 12. Um, I have something called body dysmorphia which basically means that the way I view myself is extremely distorted and altered. Um, And that created a lot of, you know, self-esteem issues, confidence, body image. Um, And I really struggled with that. And it affected my relationship with myself and, you know, affected my relationship with others. It ruined relationships um, that I didn't want ruined at the time. Um, I was literally at war with, my mind myself um and that's a hard place to be because you can't run away from it it's an everyday thing so it's like it's just going to keep yapping away and be there until you nip it in the butt and you know say this is a problem you know it's affecting my relationships with others it's affecting me every day it's affecting my work you know you don't want that you want to be your relationship with yourself to be healthy so that in turn your relationships with others are healthy um, when did you like see things start changing for you where, where you were able to love yourself and your whole self for who you are? Yeah, well, that journey, I would say for me, began about five years, five, six years ago, um, right around the time that I met you. Um, I was really going through it. Um, I had self-sabotaged and I was in a relationship where I was like madly in love. Um, And it became a long distance relationship. And that was really hard for me. You know, some people are meant for that and some people aren't. And it just wasn't for me, but I loved that person so much and wanted to work out so bad with him that I kept holding on. But then the insecurities crept in and it was like, I held on harder, you know, and um, it pushed him away. And I think losing him due to that to due to the you know low self-esteem and the accusing and um you know all those things really hit me when he left me um and I was like you know something's got to change something's got to give it's time to stop losing yourself in relationships and in men and start finding yourself 
you know, learning to like you and learning to love you for who you are, you know, and um, focusing more so what's on the inside. I think I've always been so focused on my exterior, mm. but I've always been very confident in my interior, which is great, right? But the exterior is important too, you know? You're made by God, you know, you're a beautiful being. Accept it and appreciate it for what it is because it's not gonna look the same in 60 years. It's not, you know, we all have all been changed. And so at the end of the day, what matters is what you have in here and the way you treat yourself and the way you treat others. Um, and so when he ended it with me, that was a breaking point for me. I was like, enough is enough. Like, I'm going to start this journey of self-love and it's going to freaking suck and it's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it because I want a healthy relationship with myself and with others. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. And it took me probably three and a half years. It took a long time. Wow. So Very what, long time. what was the first thing that you did for yourself to make you see that you're worthy? Um, honestly, I started doing things for myself. I think I am very empathetic and kind and giving, and I was always pouring from an empty cup. I was always giving to others and I was never giving to myself. You know, I was like a last resort, you know, forget you. And I think when you're constantly giving to others and you're not giving to yourself, you feel really depleted after. Um, so one of the first things I started doing was I got into yoga you know, that deep meditation, you're focusing on a pose, it, it forces you to get out of your own head. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was struggling with the way that my mind viewed my body, mm -hmm. um, you know, in my relationship with men. Um, and I started yoga, I got into crystals, because they're very healing. Um, and then I remember, was that I was working at, at Coffee Bean as a barista. And I remember one of my regulars came in, Julie, Oh yeah, Julie. <laughs> she, she knew I was struggling. You know, we would talk about our love lives and things we've been through. And you really get to know these people when they come in every day. And she was like, Courtney, like, have you ever tried energy healing? And I was like, you know, I did once a long time ago and I really liked it. She's like, I have the perfect woman for you. And it was you, Barbara. Mm -hmm. um, and that really helped me along my journey. The energy healing, you know, healing the chakras, coming into alignment, um, and just even talking to you, mm -hmm. releasing it and putting it out there, getting advice from someone who knows what they're doing and how to help you. Um, that's the biggest step, in my opinion, is getting that third party's view and perspective of things, talking to your elders. They've gone through most likely more experiences than I have at my age, right? So they might be able to help you. You know, it's, it's using your resources, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because we all need help. I mean, even from oh, yeah. myself occasionally. Yeah, we're constantly growing and changing, you know, there's always something that can be tweaked or worked on. Exactly. And, and it, and it's okay to say, I, I need someone to help me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... yeah, no. Um, and that's what I, you know, touch base on too is, yeah, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be like, Hey, I'm struggling today. I'll call my, my friend Brooke or my friend Skylar and I'll say, guys, I'm struggling today and I need you to put me in check. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, lay it on me, you know, and vice versa. Um, that helps, you know, and there's no shame in that. If anything, I think it's attractive when a guy, you know, says I'm struggling or, you know, one of my best friends is like, I'm having a hard time. Like, 
that is very brave and honorable that you're open to saying, I need help. You know, what can I do? How can you guide me? What, like, what resources, what tools can I use? Um, you know, and it's, it's wonderful to get, to have friends that, uh, look to help us without judging us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your inner circle, your, your inner circle is really important. I only have a couple friends and I'm so okay with that, you know, quality over quantity. Um, I want to make sure that I, I know what I give in a friendship or a relationship. And I want to make sure that that's given back to me. And it's rare. I give a lot, but the people that I do have around me might be few, but they give just as much as I do. And it's this constant ebbs and flow. I give, you give, and it creates a deeper connection and a solid bond, you know? And that's very important. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I mean, when I lived back in Brooklyn, I had tons of friends, but when I think about it, they, they truly were not real friends, mm -hmm. but here now in, in California, um, I have two really good friends that, that I can really depend on. And like what you said, you know, you know, I call, you know, I'm actually struggling. Can you help me? Yeah. So, yeah I mean, and, and, and it's, it's great to have, you know, someone like that. And even with some of my clients, we, you know, every now and then we all chat and, yeah. Yeah, and that's important. And, um, you know, we all help one another and, yeah. and that's how it should be. Totally. I mean, life happens and like, we're not supposed to be perfect. No. And if we are, then man, you, you're, you know, tell me how you do it. But you know, we all have something that we're going through and something that we could use help with. Yeah. What, it's just, uh, about, you know, yeah. We're just yeah, about you know. doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I, I know you've accomplished a lot. I know you've been in college, you're <laughs> working, you're doing, you're writing your book, you know, the book is yeah. now published. What, what, what is the most thing that you're, you're pr most proud of that you've, that you've done? I would say um, my ability to really just slow down and reflect. Mm -hmm. um, when I was young, I was so full of like anger. Um, and in relationships, because I didn't have a good relationship with myself and I was angry that I wasn't skinny enough or I wasn't pretty enough or perfect, you know, I'd take it out on those relationships because I was insecure. Um, and it would build and it would build and it would build and I wouldn't say anything. And then I just blow up. Um, and I think now it's, it's weird. It's so different when I'm, when I'm dating, um, I kind of just sit back and go, hmm. take some notes in your head and you go, okay. You know, I just sit and reflect rather than reacting, you know, um, and that has helped me a lot in my life and work in friendships, um, with my family and in relationships to just sit back and go, okay, what do I think about this? Do I really feel this way? Or do I just feel this way in the moment and then reacting, you know, it's okay to look at someone and say, I need a second mm -hmm. or, you know what, I'm going to go, I need a second that's okay. It's showing respect for that person and respect for yourself. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud of is just being able to sit and reflect. Um, and also just my willingness to grow. I, I'm blessed in the sense that I'm very self-aware of what my flaws are. Um, and I want to change those. I want to improve those, you know, I can't perfect them, 
certain things I'll probably live with and struggle with for the rest of my life. But every day you can get up and try and every day is a new day. So yeah, I would say that's a, what I'm most proud of. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot to be proud because most people react right away instead of taking a step back or pausing. Yeah. Once those words come out of our mouth, we cannot take them back. No. And it's the worst feeling. Mm-hmm. And then we feel sorry, we feel guilty, we feel yeah. shameful. There's all different type of emotions. But if we were just to pause, yeah. and maybe just take that moment to stop, maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. No, and it's like even getting other people's opinions, like, hey, this happened and it ticked me off. What do you think about it? What are your thoughts? You know, talking to people, you know, not just anyone. You don't want to get advice from people who are drama or, you know, but someone that you really value who, and who is wise to you, ask, and then take, think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I feel even when we get into arguments with a friend or a spouse, it, it's important to pause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, you know? So have you learned to do that now with re new relationships with men and with anyone else? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I, I think I told you I'd let it build and fester and I wouldn't say anything. I just keep it in and pretend to put on a face and people can pick up when you're not being authentic. They can pick up when something's wrong. Your energy is not the same because you're not being you. Um, and now it's just different. Like I'll nip things in the butt. If something's bothering me, I'll be like, all right, listen, you're going to think I'm annoying, but I'd rather just nip it in the butt and get out of the way. You know, mm -hmm. this kind of bothered me today. And like, I don't want it to keep happening in the future. Is there anything that we can do to work on this, to move forward so this doesn't happen again? You know, and then it's like, okay. But then it's like, cool. Like Courtney felt like she could speak up and say how she felt. Mm -hmm. And now you've created a bond that's closer because you both feel comfortable to say how you feel without, and there's no consequences with it. And I think that's something I've learned too is, no, don't give consequences, you know? don't you have to let people be where they are and people can only meet you where they are mm -hmm. so if they're not respecting you and you've mentioned it time after time and they're still not doing it know that it's time to leave you know yeah because yeah. then it's just it's very draining mm -hmm. and it uses up a lot of our mind thinking of how we can change this mm -hmm. when in in actuality you're probably not going to be able to change it no, I mean, mm -hmm. if people want to change, they'll change. And if you mention it once or twice and it's not happening, you have to sit back and reflect because if you let that problem stay, you're going to be dealing with it five years down the line, 10 years down the line, and so on and so forth. So it's something that you really got to sit back and think on, and you know, nip it in the butt, see if it changes. And saying what you feel is important. You know, I, you know, I, I mean, I married 52 years. We know each other a very long time. <laughs> and, but, you know, when people ask me, how have you stayed with one person this long? Right. Well, number one, you know, I've known him for 56. Um, <laughs> but our, I think our main reason why we've stayed this long is yeah. communication. Yes. And that's the key, mm -hmm. you know, how you feel you know, maybe I don't like what you've done, but I'm not going to say why well, I don't like what you're doing, you know, sit yeah. down and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it, it's like sitting down and telling someone, how was your day? Mm -hmm. You know, 
you just got to talk like that. And I think it's the tone too. Yes. You know, don't talk down to someone. It's not what you say. It's how you say it, you know, make someone feel safe and comfortable. Like they can be like, all right, like I hear you court. I'm going to work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so important that they do yeah. feel safe. Totally. If they feel that um, we're looking like somewhat to verbally attack, mm-hmm. they're going to attack back. Oh, yeah. And, and if it causes lying and it causes, you know, you don't want that. You want your partner to feel like they can come to you. So let me ask you something. Yes. Uh, you're 23 years old now, right? No. <laughs> and what what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self if you were back at 18? I would say um, don't put all your value um, and all your worth is, you know, it's not based upon men. Um, don't mm-hmm. let a man, you know, validate you. You validate you. I always was looking for men to validate me. Tell me I'm the prettiest one. Tell me I'm the sexiest one. Tell me that I have the best personality. I'm the funniest, you know, the coolest, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's huge. You're supposed to tell yourself that. Mm -hmm. And that really affected me. I lost myself in these men because I would do anything. I wanted them to think I was perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, And that was the biggest lesson for me is learning to like me to you you know and and it's still something to this day that I struggle with from time to time not as often or as much but from time to time I do I'll be honest um you know and I think it's in general you know making sure you just validate you and your beauty and your the inside and the outside Mm -hmm. um you know social media doesn't help no looking (laughs) at all these Instagram models and you know people's lives it doesn't help I think you just have to kind of shelter yourself and celebrate all the wonderful things about you because um, if you validate you then others can pick up on your confidence and you know see like wow she really sees her for who she is you know that's attractive to people um but yeah so i would say if i could give any advice it would just be um you know make sure you validate you before anyone else and um, and just be mm-hmm. don't think about the future don't let your past relationship affect your present relationship. You know, I did that a lot because I was scared that this guy was going to end up being like the last guy, but, and then it ruined the relationship. You just got to like, let it be and enjoy it. Cause again, like life is short. We don't really know what tomorrow holds. So would you rather know you spent it obsessing and freaking out and yelling and screaming and all this? Or would you rather just be like, life is good. Like I woke up today. I had a bed to sleep in. I had food on the table. You know, it's celebrating the little things. The things that we take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us do. I've noticed mm-hmm. a oh, lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I mean, when um, it rained out, you know, when we had that pouring rain and it was so cold outside, mm-hmm. I said to my husband, oh my, I feel so bad for these homeless people. You yeah. know, it, it, it's like, but, but thank, you know, we have a roof over our head, yeah. you know, heat in the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, food on the table, clothes to wear, and uh, it, uh, so many people are—they are, don't have that. Yeah, they don't. And have I think that. so many people focus on the present moment and what they lack. You know, I went through a phase where I was being so ungrateful, and I remember I would literally journal 
three times a day uh-huh. what I was grateful for. So getting back to your poems, yeah. what are most of them about? Oh, most of them are about love because um, I tend to lose myself in love. I wouldn't say I do anymore, um, but I did then. Um, about my relationship with myself, the self-sabotaging, um, and really just the healing, getting over the breakup. That was hard for me. Um, and you'll see where I am really struggling and then where I'll do better and then where I'll struggle again and where I thought I got over that guy. And then a hiccup comes and I'm like, oh man, I didn't, you know? And I think you'll see me beat myself up a lot. And I think that's one of my biggest regrets is how much I beat myself up and blamed myself while there were things that I did make mistakes in. It takes two to tango. And I never acknowledged the mistakes that they made as well, you know? So I think it's realizing that it wasn't just me. When I read the poems and I reflect back, I'm like, are you insane? Like, it wasn't just you that day that you uh-huh. did you know when you messed up like remember what they did yeah. you know so I think you'll just see a lot where I'm really hard on myself yeah and do you feel that a, a lot of like teenagers would probably most likely relate to that because most yeah. actually even at my age you know in the 70s we're, we're still hard on ourselves yeah I mean I had my friend Jen reach out to me and she was like Oh, Courtney, I'd be in tears. Like, this reminds me of like what I went through when I was your age, you know? And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, I experienced a lot of those things, you know? Um, and it's, it's kind of cool to see people open up, you know, and relate because um, these things do happen and it's important to know, not alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, how many poems are actually in your book? Oh my gosh, I think like 113. Wow. So some of them are journal entries, but most are poems. So most yeah. Are poems. So mm-hmm. at what age did you begin writing? When I was 15. Yeah. And what happened at the age of 15 that? That was my first love, my first boyfriend. Um, yeah, he was special. Um, yeah. And I think that was just the beginning of where it all happened um, after the breakup or in the multiple getting back together, them breaking up, getting back together. Um, at such a young age, I was carrying relationships that you would carry when you're in your 20s, which is crazy to think, but I was. I mean, he was, you know, older for his age and I was older for my age, you know, and it's like, you got kids having relationships at such a young age and it, that relationship affected me for a really long time. It really was the first relationship that um, led into my other relationships and made me really insecure. Yeah. There was a lot of insecurities mm-hmm. on both ends in that relationship. Um, yeah. But do you still, uh, uh, maybe, do you still hold any anger towards the men that, that actually caused you all this pain? Truthfully, I don't. Oh, good for you. I did for a a really long time. Mm -hmm. A really long time. Um, I would say like after my last relationship, I held anger for probably like three and a half years. Wow. I mean that, yeah, my last relationship really broke me. Like I thought that was it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I laugh when I say that because I'm so young, but like in that moment, I really thought that was it. So when it didn't work out, I was angry and I was upset. Um, 
but no, I don't hold anger anymore. And it feels really good. Um, yeah, I actually, it's a funny story. I actually ran into my ex um, three weeks ago. Four oh, weeks ago. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and it was the most freeing feeling ever. I never thought I would get over that relationship and felt nothing. And I'm not in a mean way, but mm-hmm. I knew I had finally healed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you think you've healed and then you run into them and you're like, oh my gosh, I did not heal. <laughs> I still have feelings there, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I went and that happened um, and I ran into him, it was, it just was the best feeling to be like, all right, Court, like you did it. It's done. Yes, it it's over. Mm-hmm. Like new chapter, you know? Um, that felt really, really, really good. And it, it was it because you let go of the anger or was it more that you finally found yourself and the confidence within yourself? I would say it was both. both. Um, I think I had just finally, you know, worked through the trauma that it caused me um, and forgave. And I had just come to a point where I was like, really look at this person, you know, is that really where you want to spend the rest of your life living in fear, feeling insecure, not trusting that person? Um, Cause there are people out there that you can trust, um, you know? And I was just like, I think one day it just kind of clicked. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And if you make me feel that way, I don't want to be with you. Um, and I think it was just having more self-respect for myself. Like I want someone who really, I feel like respects me. And if they know I have insecurities is a little more gentle, maybe with certain things as I would be for them if they were insecure about something. Um, you think most men don't understand? I think most men, and I don't mean this in a mean way. I think they just need you to spell it out for them. I think sometimes as women, we can be guilty of expecting them just to know. And the second they don't know, you're like, oh, excuse me. Like, how did you not know what I was saying? You know, uh-huh. we all work differently. And I think that's what you need to understand and communicate with your partner is how do you work? You know, do you know when I'm upset or do you only know when I tell you? Mm-hmm. And if they tell you that they only know when they tell you, then you have to respect that and be like, hey, this really ticked me off today. That's the only way they're going to know. Be honest. So let me ask you a crazy question <laughs> ask me ask away <laughs> what would you tell these men today if if oh. I, I probably have a lot to say <laughs> no I could get so emotional um I would say thank uh-huh. you oh I would say thank you okay um, it made me so much stronger um and more confident than I've ever been mm-hmm. again do I still struggle with confidence for sure but not on the level that I did then I don't think I would have forced myself to grow if something traumatic like those events wouldn't have happened. Um, so again, like I'm grateful. Like if I saw them, I would say, thank you. And like, I mean it, like, thank you. Like it hurt like hell and it broke me, mm-hmm. but it brought me and turned me into who I was meant to be and supposed to be, you know, I like helping people. And here I am now, you know, I wrote a book, you know, hopefully to help people and just let them know, like, you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's like anything else, you know, sometimes we need to be broken in order to move forward. Totally. Realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would, I would say, thank you. Yeah. Genuinely. Don't get me wrong. It took, it took a long time to feel that way. (laughs) A very long time to feel that way. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But yeah, I would say today, I would say thank you. 
but you did it. And that's the most important thing that you, you finally, you know, moved yeah. through. How, ma- how many men did you actually write about in your book? <laughs> I mean, you're only 23 years old, so I'm curious. I know. Well, I would say, I, I think I wrote about nine, nine or 10, which sounds like so many, um, but it obviously was over the course of five years. Um, obviously it's mainly about one, which was my last relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of these guys were just fantasies. I was like, I had the biggest crush ever on them and they just, it just never worked out, you know, whether cause they were with someone already or, you know, they didn't feel the same or vice versa. Um, and some of them are people that I dated for a little bit, a little while. Not that I wasn't even necessarily in a committed relationship with. Right. So I, I, this may be a little far-fetched, but can, no. can you actually read one of your poems? Yeah. Okay. Do, I would love to hear something. Do we want uh, <laughs> where I was struggling with self-love or relationship? Well, show, show your book. I want you to yeah. show Here's your book. book. Oh, it's so stop painting red flags white. You're not crazy. It's the truth, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. Okay. Do we want to read anything you you want to read? All right. Let's see. Where's mine? Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite poem or? Yeah, I have one here. Where is it? Somewhere. All right. And your book's on Amazon, right? It is, yeah. No, it's on Amazon. Um, okay, so here it says, the end. I'm finally starting to break free. You no longer have control over me. It's time for me to walk this new life alone because I asked you to pick me and in, it, and in your hesitation, the answer was shown. I don't know why you do this to my heart. It's like you run towards the finish line to me then stand there without crossing, afraid to start. I want to be chosen, and it puts a knot in my throat that when you had the opportunity to, you wouldn't. You you stayed silent. You stayed frozen. I wish you the best. I mean this with everything in me. I truly do. Just sucks the vision is no longer me and you. So I officially turn the page and wait to see what this beautiful new life has in store for me. Though my heart still hurts as I write this, because I wanted us. I prayed for answers. I prayed for this. But God had a different plan in store. So I must, I must go on, I must close this door. I love you, but this is the end. It's time for me to break free and choose me. Goodbye, my love. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, part of the healing right there for sure. <laughs> I can imagine, I mean, to turn around and, and say that you're done. Because yeah. really, that's what this was all about. You finally okay. said, I, I'm just done with this. No more. Yeah. yeah. You think people hold on to uh, uh, relationships that are failing a little too long? Yeah, I do. I think a lot of us are afraid to be alone. I was guilty of it. From 13, I started dating boys. 13 to... 18, mm. 19, I jumped from relationship to relationship, boy to boy, because I didn't want to be alone. That terrified me because when you're alone, you have to face yourself. Mm. And if I date you, I can forget about it and I can lose myself in love and lose myself in you rather than facing 
the truth, which is, you know, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time with myself. I need to learn to like myself. Do you yeah. think some some guys actually don't like themselves also? The way the way yeah. do? Totally. And I think guys would even benefit from reading my poems mm-hmm. um, too. Especially men. You know, men are looked down upon if they don't express their feelings. Um, and I, it's such a shame that that's the way the world views it because I think it makes them look so strong. Um, and I think, yeah, I think they just don't feel like comfortable enough to talk about it. And it's, it's such a nice thing to see when a man gets emotional. Oh, oh, it's everything. It melts my heart. It makes me love them more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And be vulnerable like that because it shows that one, they really care and two, they know themselves. Like they know that they are strong but they also know that they can tell you when they're struggling. Like, that's incredible. Like, sign me up. I'm there. You know? <laughs> no. It's rare. It's hard to find. So when a man can do that, it's big. That's huge. It is. And it it's is. something that they should never be shamed for. And it, it upsets me that sometimes they are. Well, that's because, you know, most men feel that they need to be, you know, macho and mm-hmm. strong and, you know, no crying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But when a man cries and shows emotions, I think that's true strength. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shows that like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is me being real, you know, and raw. Yeah. Which is a beautiful thing to do. Mm-hmm. So what, let me ask you, what advice would you actually give to young girls today? you know, that are maybe looking for love or just to to better themselves? Yeah, I think when it comes to looking for love, I would tell them in the very beginning, when you're getting to know that person, don't ignore the red flags. I have been so guilty of that over the over the years. And I'm grateful that I was guilty for it then because now it shows me like what to look out for and then I can recognize it like right away. Um, But you know, you have to remember little things that start to annoy you in the beginning are going to end up being really big issues later on. Mm -hmm. And if you can save yourself from it in the beginning, I highly suggest it because it's hard to get out once you're entangled. You wanna stay, you wanna make it work. I think it's all about being upfront about your feelings and what you're looking for in a man and what he is actually looking for in a woman Mm -hmm. to see if you really energetically match. Um, But that's hard at that age, you know, you're young, you know, it's hard to be that vulnerable um, and have those mature conversations, but I would highly recommend it if if it's possible because the right ones will want to talk about it. Um, And I would also just say like, be gentle with yourself and don't force anything. If someone wants to be there, they'll be there. And if they don't, it's not a reflection of you. It's not something that you did. It's not something that's wrong with you. It's just where they're at in their life. They can't meet you where you are. And it just, it's not, don't take anything personal, I guess I would say, you know? Exactly. And, and the thing is they, you know, women and men need to know that they, they must be treated with respect. You know, if you have somebody who treats you a little narcissistic, you, it's not right. No, it's not right. And get out and go because nobody deserves that treatment at all. You know, and there's a lot of a lot of people that stay in a relationship 
because they're afraid afraid to to actually move forward. Oh yeah, you know, and they I should be alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know somebody to sleep next to every night or someone to fight with or talk with. Like, fight and, with yourself. Thank well, you. Yeah, and the thing is, they they you know that that's where a lot of the self confidence is just broken. You know, because you know you could say, well, the sky is a beautiful blue, and they say, no, the sky is black, yeah. and you need to listen to what they're saying. And, and then now your self-esteem, your confidence is completely broken. Yeah. Did, did you actually, uh, were any of your um, relationships narcissists? You know, and was anyone a narcissist? Yeah, I actually could read you the poem um, oh. that was about one. Yeah, I dated one guy. It was, it was a terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, I'm read reading it. it. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, kind of somewhere in here. And it's funny because I went with a different title, but I almost uh, named it Letter to a Narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Somewhere in here. If I could find it. Sorry, give me one second. Oh yeah, no, I, I I I can't wait to hear it because there's so many women out there that are married to someone or yeah. a narcissist, so, and they yeah. they're afraid to walk away because now they think everything is their fault when in actuality it's not. Not no. Okay, where is okay? Here it is. Okay, so it's called Runner Up. I tell him I don't like many. I'm picky, stubborn, hard to please. But two weeks in and he's made it past my cut, got me wrapped around his fingers, praying on my knees. I like this dude, I don't know what it is about him and I don't wanna admit it, but I want it to work out. The thing is, he knows he's getting inside my head and he likes having the power. It's filling my head, my heart with doubt. He says his douchebag days are long gone and he's a good guy now. When I'm around, I truly believe it. But I fucked up last weekend and messed up the vision. Now he's wondering if we can even achieve it. I said I was sorry, can we please just leave it in the past? But instead replied he's keeping me at arm's length, treading with caution. But my God, I just want things to last. For the last week he stays making me pay for it, making plans then canceling on them, keeping me at a distance. If only I didn't make that one mistake, I tell myself. I swear he would have kept up with his persistence. This man is rare and so am I. The thing is, we both know this about one another, but we're so damn stubborn and like-minded when summer comes around who knows what will happen with each other i like you blank i really do i just hope you'll stop letting your pride take over your feelings and let me come through wow yeah you can see where wow i didn't really realize Mm -hmm. that he was a narcissist until after so when i read that i'm like oh my gosh like you were dating a narcissist like look at the way you know and it was scary i'm so grateful it didn't work out but it really he had me fooled you know and had it in my head that i was the one making the mistakes that i was doing something wrong mm-hmm. you know and it was hard well and the thing is that what you know with a narcissist they're they're so kind and loving and everything at the beginning yeah. and all of a sudden something switches it just changes and you're like, who is this guy? Who is this person? And then you're staying because you're like, but I know like that guy, the other guy's in there and maybe it's just, you, you start making excuses. Excuses. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Don't make excuses. <clears throat> yeah. Because it's not your fault. It's, it's, it's who they are. Yeah. And there's no changing that. Yeah. No. So. No. 
And then we need women or men need to acknowledge that mm-hmm. if you're married to someone like that or dating, or if there's somebody like that in your household, you have, to, I mean, if you really can, you, you must walk away. Yeah. Otherwise you, you're, you're broken for, for, oh, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that stuff messes with your head. So the second you see those warning signs, just politely exit. Exit. Mm-hmm. Not the last guy you're going to date. No. Well, and if you're married, you know, you need to, to figure out, I feel you need to have a plan, you know, of, mm-hmm. of exiting. Yeah. You can't just pick up and, and leave. But then some women, you know, do. Um, yeah. You know, that are very courageous, you know, say I'm done and I, I, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I give them credit, you know, if they're able to do that. Yeah, it takes a very strong woman, 100%. It takes a lot of willpower. It's not easy. It's not easy to get out once you're in it. No, it's not. So, a question. I mean, are you actually now dating somebody? (laughs) Have you found love, (laughs) you feel? (laughs) Or is it, you know, coming? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am currently dating someone. It's not official yet, but um, I have been dating him for a couple months now. he is incredible. He is a really good man and he's a gentleman. Um, and things just flow very easy when we're together. Um, so it's really nice and I'm looking forward to it and I'm excited to see you know, what happens there, who knows. But um, regardless of what happens, I'm just grateful he even came into my life because it shows me that like that is possible and there are genuinely good men out there that, that you trust. Trust yeah. is a big one for me. Um, so finding that in someone is um, incredible. It's the best feeling in the world, feeling safe. Safe, I think, is probably the number one thing. Safe and trust. Yeah. That, you know, what, what they say is is who they are. Yeah. Because what, someone you know, that just shows up for you, mm-hmm. you know. You know, yeah. and that, they're, you know, they're not looking to, you know, cheat or, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. Trust no, is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in this day and age, there's social media makes it so easy to look the other way or stray, and it's like you got to keep yourself focused and know what you want and really well, know that person. And yeah, yeah, and 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 see, you know, if there's something in them that you don't want, then yeah. don't stay. Don't stay. Okay. Like, you're not going to be alone forever. Don't stay. Mm-hmm. You know? Let me ask you, what advice would you actually give to some young girls today mm-hmm. that are actually looking for love and may not have found it yet? I would say be open. I, you know, after my last relationship, closed myself off for a couple of years. I like would go on a date and say I was open, but I wasn't really open. So I always say, stay open. People can grow on you. I, for instance, am someone that grows on people. I'm very shy at first. So it takes a while to get to know me and to see if you like me or not. It can be the same with men. So I would tell women to be open. There's no harm on going on one date. Doesn't mean you have to go on another one, but that one date could be your person. You don't know. So I would say, go, uh, be open. And I would say, go to all events, go everywhere. 
don't sit at home. Like I made that mistake the first couple of years. I'd stay at home and I would shelter myself because nobody was him and I was never going to find someone better than him. Um, and that's so far from the truth. Not that that guy wasn't a great person, but there's a lot of great guys out there. But you don't know if you don't put yourself out there. Yeah, so exactly. I would just be open, focus on yourself because the more, the better the relationship with yourself is, you'll attract someone who's on that same level, if that makes sense. Oh, it you does. Mm-hmm. You will. Um, so I would just say, keep doing self-improvement and keep yourself busy and just put yourself out into the world. Like the universe will respond to that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I always say, you know, we, we need to put it out there that you, you're looking for someone yeah. you know, and, and, and mention the qualities, you know, yes. in the person. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. There is nothing wrong with saying what you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, nothing wrong. That's how you get it. Yeah. You don't vocalize it. How can anybody know? Have you ever wrote affirmations to that? You know, and I'm curious. <laughs> I have actually, and you know what's funny is I I wrote one, and two weeks later, or no, sorry, not two weeks. It was like three days. Three days later, I met the guy that I'm dating now. So that was funny. Oh, wow. But yeah, I mean, if that gives anyone hope, write them. What do you have to lose? If anything, it's just a reminder of what you want. That's of what all. you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, Life well, is you, funny. you are truly an old soul. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Truly, truly an old soul. Because someone your age does not have all this knowing, I feel. Thank you. Do you think that um, you get all those messages from above? Do you listen to your intuitive abilities? Yeah, I really try to. I mean, I'm a big overthinker. So sometimes that can come into play and be a little tough. But um, yeah, I would say I'm pretty intuitive. Yeah, my my gut's rarely wrong. So I, I would suggest people listen to it. You don't need an explanation. If something doesn't feel right, it's not right and listen to it. Don't ignore it, you know? which is so important. So important. Very important. But so show your book again and tell everybody where they can get it. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. So Stop Painting yeah. Red Flags White. You yeah. Are Not Crazy by yeah. Courtney Goff. Yes. Wow. And if you go uh, on my Instagram, there is a link that'll take you right to it. Ah, what's, and what's the Instagram? What's the- uh, It's going to be Courtney with three Ys and then Goff, my last name. So Courtney Goff. So it's so it's uh, C O R T N E Y Y. Yes, C O U R T N E Y Y Y G O F F. G O F on Instagram. Yes. Uh, is, is it in Barnes and Noble and 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 there yet? Uh, no, it's so funny that you were um, that you're mentioning that. I want to try and get it over into Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you need to do some more podcasts and and get on some shows. Uh, Great. I mean, that book is unbelievable and it's so heartfelt and, Thank and it's, it, it, it's truth. It's how you felt and, you, mm-hmm. and you put it out there. You should be so proud. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's a uh, very freeing. It feels like a new chapter of my life now that it's out there. It's so very- is there another book in the workings? <laughs> no, there might be there, there isn't currently, but I have um, had some thoughts on um, creating a self-help book to help women or men whoever get through uh you know struggles whether it's through a relationship or you know the way they view themselves well <laughs> <doing it. laughs> no. 
Yeah, definitely yeah. go for it. But uh, all right. So just say the name of the book again on it's on Amazon. Stop painting red flags white. You are not crazy. Um, it's on Amazon. If you go on my Instagram, there's a link right to it. Well, Courtney, I thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been, pleasure. oh, my pleasure. Believe me, it's been <laughs> so enlightening. I mean, oh. even at my age, <laughs> so, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do if, I, if all of a sudden I had to go out there and date. I probably wouldn't be dating anymore, but you know, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, again, thank you so much. And, um, you know, a big thank you to my listeners, you know, for listening yeah. and Again, a huge thank you, thank you to Courtney Goff. And, you know, I hope you heard what you needed to hear. Uh, again, thank you, uh, you know, for listening and visit me uh, at motivateyourlife.net. And please, please subscribe to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. You know, you'll have amazing, you know, guests such as Courtney and so many other people. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, tons of uh, different areas. And these guests are just pure, they're pure gold, all of them. So please listen. And uh, for anybody wanting to learn energy healing, I'm just going to show quickly my book, uh, Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. It's also available on Amazon. So again, thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara. <laughs>